Bullfrog's house the other day. So he was trying to throw something together really quickly. He threw together a bowl of cereal. Okay. Yeah. I've been there before. That's uh, uh, hang on. In the, So he put cereal. He yeah. put the milk. Yeah. Then he put chocolate chips. Then huh? he put a bunch of peanut butter in the milk. In the cereal? Um, and then he looked for a while for some cake frosting to put in the cereal and the milk as well, but he couldn't find it. So we just mixed that up with the fucking like, peanut butter. Like something that you would do. How do you mix peanut butter and milk it together? It doesn't milk. It doesn't mix, does it? That's what I asked. I said, you just got chunks of peanut butter at the bottom when you're done. But he swears up and down. That's how he likes his shit. Welcome back to your football fantasy. Grab a drink, roll back your foreskin, and let Dweez Nuts, Big Wiz, and the Bullfrog stroke your fantasy loins. Hey guys, uh, your football fantasy here. We are doing a show. It is recording. We should talk to the people. Welcome back to the show. This every two week thing, it feels like forever between episodes, but we're back. I'm Dweez Nuts. The Big Wiz sitting in studio with us. How you doing, Wiz? How'd you make it? How'd, how'd you how'd you fare over these last two weeks? Um, I'm alive. That's a that's a great plus. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of fantasy research. Watched some. My wife. Thirty minutes ago, my wife watched some um, of the combine. Yeah, I know you hate it, but you you said that that's exciting. At least it was on in your house. It was Someone on your house. Learning. That's yeah. awesome. It was good. We're gonna talk later in the show about that combine and some of our reactions. We're we're a, a good week away or so. Everybody's already discussed their combine reactions. Great video on tckpod.com. You can check out me and a couple of the, the candlestick kids over there talking about. They call the candlestick whizbangers? They call the candlestick kids? Oh. All right, let's talk about the news. Things are happening with. This week in football. Looks like Hunter Henry is going to be franchise tagged, staying in Los Angeles, going to be a charger. I don't know if that bodes well for him with a new quarterback coming in. We don't know what that quarterback situation is like, or if uh, if that's going to hurt his stock. Maybe he had a chance to be a shining star somewhere else. I guess time will tell, but uh, what's your thoughts on Hunter Henry coming into this season? I know he was sort of a hot point last year some people liked him some people were a little divisive and didn't um where's your what are your what are your thoughts as a charger i like hunter henry the issue i have here is he has a clear inability to stay healthy he does seem to and he put up good numbers with with our boy philip rivers there so i'm Interested to see what quarterback ends up there before i buy into hunter henry again what if it's tyrod taylor he's already on the roster no. They're thinking about giving him a shot. Not something you're interested in. I think it does to Hunter Henry is it limits how high it's, how many points he's going to put up. I mean, otherwise, I think Hunter Henry's a, a he's fighting for the top five position. At least he was with. If a, a decent quarterback gets yeah. in there. That, that Tyrod Taylor is not the same. So at, at, at most, looking at Hunter Henry, maybe in that five, six t- TDs. Yep. Which is, is Kittle numbers, right? I mean, he's going to have to go for a thousand yards to he's be Kittle's numbers. not getting a thousand yards. But five TDs as a tight end. Look, that's, this this year... Then he becomes a streamable at that point. This year, coming into this year, there's a lot more tight ends than there were last year that are worth going to be worth eight, talking about. Eight weeks ago, we talked about that. This is exciting. Yeah. 
Another couple of guys here that are looking at a franchise tag in their near future. Dak Prescott likely to get the exclusive franchise tag, which costs the team a little bit more money, but other folks, other teams can't uh, enter into any discussions with him. This is sort of supposed to be a stopgap for them to next year be able to give them the big contract he wants, potentially. But Dak's in town. This has got to be good news for... Dak Prescott, got to be good news for some of the weapons on this team. But to me, it says, hey, watch out, Amari Cooper. I don't know how they're going to be able to afford to pay Amari Cooper if they're giving Dak. I think the I think the exclusive tag is $35 million this year, maybe 34 God, those quarterbacks are outrageous right now. You think that Cowboys offense can come back and play well like they did in the beginning of the season last year if they keep most of their pieces? Yes, I don't see a reason why they couldn't. I actually think um, Mike... Michael Gallup, baby. Nah, well, Michael Gallup will be there, and he'll be a good enough receiver. Uh, but I think that Mike McCarthy is a better yeah. coach. I think he's a better offense. Uh, so, yeah, I think that it'll be, it'll be just as good. And I think I think Zeke will get back to where he do you, was. Do you remember who they brought in as OC? Yeah, Kellen Moore. They left Kellen Moore? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's kind of fucked apart. I just think that... Trash. Yes, I agree with you on that part. <laughs> Yikes. Time will tell. I mean, it was his first year last year. He didn't have a playbook going into camp. So maybe this year he's learned his lesson. We'll see. AJ Green came out very clearly and said, I don't want to be on this team. I don't want to be franchise tagged. Right now it looks like the Bengals are going to do just that and tag this kid. They have to. What else are they going to do? Unless trade him. Does he, does he sit out another year? No, he can't. He's too fucking old. He's too old to do that. But he's going to be real pissed. Yeah, but he's going he's gonna to try to get his forces way out. Let's see if it happens. We'll see if it happens. If he's on this team, I'm less interested in him than if he gets a chance to go somewhere else. Joe Burrows ends up there. You'll be intrigued either way. Maybe. Maybe. Expectation right now is that Jameis Winston will be out of Tampa Bay. Everybody, everybody in the organization has stopped saying we like Jameis, we trust Jameis. Even Bruce Arians is, is very outwardly saying, I want a different option. So... The two questions becomes, look, with Jameis out, all of a sudden do these receiving options for Tampa Bay drop a tier? I mean, Jameis, for whatever he, whatever his faults, chucked the fucking ball, right? He, can, he could sustain two stud wide receivers because he threw it so much, so far, and so blindly. You bring in a quarterback like, let's say, Phillip Rivers. Uh, all of a sudden, you don't have the gunslinger mentality in town. Do you expect a drop-off for any of these receiving options? No, I disagree with you 110% on that. I think what you found out is Bruce Arians, whether you did it in fucking Pittsburgh, he went to Indianapolis, did it, then he went to fucking Arizona and did it, and now he's done it in Tampa. What you find out with him is that his offense has put up points. Mostly it's his receivers, and it's across the board. It doesn't matter if it's fucking Jameis throwing the ball or not. Those receivers are good enough. They they will continue to put up points. I would, I would say that they... One of them has to fall off. A new quarterback comes in. I expect one of them to fall off. And I don't mean fall off well, completely, but well, maybe drop a tier. If, but let's was it be honest. Be? It was weird. Godwin came shooting out of the dark immediately. Then then Evans showed up. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then Evans got hurt. Godwin was good for a little bit again. Pyramid steps. And then Pyramid stepped in. I don't think they were ever good all the time together. No. No, they weren't. They were fine. Fine. Together, but. One of them was always the wide receiver number one. I, you just couldn't guess who it was. So the next question here has to be about Jameis. Obviously, he leaves. He's going to get a shot somewhere 
teams need starting quarterbacks. He's a starting quarterback. Uh, do you, if you're holding, if you have Jameis Winston on your dynasty roster, for example, what are you doing if he leaves town? If he goes to another team, are you holding him? Do you like that? Are you looking to move him because you're unsure if another coaching staff is going to be as patient with him as they've been in Tampa Bay? What are your thoughts? If you are the reason on, that he's leaving Tampa is that obviously they found him to be uncoachable. The fact of the matter is, he's just not that good. Correct. So. Like any, anything, it depends where where he ends up. But in reality, I probably, if I had him on my team, I'd probably be trying to get rid of him, and I would be trying to do it ASAP, like now, before, before he his... actually gets traded or gets that moves on. That's fair. How about Austin Hooper is leaving Atlanta? He's your boy, Austin Hooper. You loved you some Austin Hooper last year when he was Bears, and the, Bears and the Packers are the two teams right now that are have come out real clearly and said we are going to throw everything we've got. At Austin fucking Hooper. Do the Bears have any money left? I don't. I don't know. I don't imagine they've got a ton <laughs> um, of money left. But yeah, Austin Hooper's good. I, I tend to think Austin Hooper was good, but he was more a product of that system. I think Matt Ryan is a good quarterback. I think obvious if he goes with Aaron Rodgers, he'll continue to put up good, really good numbers. Not so with Trubisky. Yeah, Mitchell Trubisky doesn't do the same there. Do you know Mark Walton? The backup running back in Miami yeah. has now been arrested five times in the last fifteen months. Antonio Brown's got him beat by five. That I don't think he does. I'm not sure Antonio Brown's ever been arrested. Yes, he has. Let's hey, be honest. I don't think so. Through the fucking all those fucking dildos. That bag of dicks. Yeah, bag of dicks. Um, yeah, violating a restraining order against a baby mama. Is that all the same baby mama that was got five times? I must. Uh, I, this time it was violating the restraining order. I believe one of the times in the last five months was the result resulted in the restraining order being taken. Like this guy's got to be kicked out of the league eventually. He's a trash running back anyway. Who fucking cares? Le'Veon Bell. The Jets are going to do everything they can to keep Le'Veon Bell. Again, really disappointing if you are a dynasty owner of Le'Veon Bell. That offensive line sucks shit. The offense in general is... Why are they aiming to keep him? Just because they don't have a better option, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's still talented as fuck. He he carried a huge workload on this team. Uh, so it just seemed like the, I mean, he's past his prime. Like even LT at the end of his when he was playing in the Jets, or even Marshall Falk at the end of their career, just not nearly the same player they once were. Just losing him is going to lose a big chunk of what their offense was, and they're trying to build this offense. They're also trying to keep at this point Robbie Anderson, but that looks like it's almost next to impossible. I like, hear Robbie's coming back. Okay, uh, I doubt it. I'll bet you shot. Nope, <laughs> not taking that one. You bitch. AJ Boye was I will just bet you traded. Jameis leaves though. No, I think he's going to leave too. AJ Boye traded away from Jacksonville to the Denver Broncos for a fourth round pick. I think this is a great trade for Denver. Obviously, our boy, uh, what's his name, Vic Fangio, is trying to build that defense. I think it's going to work. I think that defense yeah. is going to be real tough this year. And well, he's, had, he's had it for a year. He still has a, a premium pass rusher, which he's never, yep. he hasn't had a long time. So, yep. there. They brought in a couple of uh, back end guys too, haven't they? Who else did they bring in la- uh, last season in trade? I don't know, but I mean, I Chris know. Harris is there. They, they still have good. They have good players. They have a good. They're, they're building a good defense, yep. and you know what? They, maybe they just realize that they don't need Drew Locke to be trying to win games. But he might be able to manage with that defense. He showed some showed some promise last year. Speaking of quarterbacks and promise, Gardner Minshew has been named the starter for 2020 in Jacksonville. Uh, the team's looking to trade Foles, Nick Foles, after just a year. Good luck in that one. There. Uh, Gardner Minshew, anybody? Is he a target in Dynasty right now? If you can get him on the cheap? 
No, he's not a target. I mean, if you can get him cheap. Is he a dynasty? If you can get him for a late third round rookie pick, would you take him in a super flex two quarterback league? I can't imagine I wouldn't. Uh, no, I can't imagine I, w- I would not. You, why? you would not do that? No, why would you take him? I mean, if you had the option to pick up, let's just say, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside last year for, you would you would trade that? To get a to get a starting quarterback and a super flex? You, you already have two fucking starting quarterbacks. You already have three. Why would you? What does Gardner Minshew do for you? I don't hate getting Gardner Minshew for a throwaway rookie pick. Is it because of the mustache? I like the mustache. I do too, but I'm just not saying I would trade for him. He made some good good plays. Not any great games. The yeah, big win, news. You win you games. Is my look, we buried the lead here. The really big news. I think this happened today, maybe yesterday. Austin Eckler re-signed to the L.A. Chargers, four years, $24.5 million. It, today? it might have been today, yeah. Not a huge contract. They guaranteed $15 million of that. Pretty small contract relative uh, to some other guys in the league. Lamar Miller's making more. Jarek McKinnon hadn't seen the field in two years, but he's still making more this year. But he is a Charger next year, and the team has decided to let Melvin Gordon test the free agent waters. He is out. Eckler is in. Is it full go on Eckler? In all formats, what is his ceiling after Gordon leaves town? There's a lot of things which you don't like what's going on in San Diego. They just traded. I mean, they did, they did get a Pro Bowl left guard recently in a trade. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, they're still losing their Pro Bowl, really, their Hall of Famer quarterback. They're not going to be a better team. They're going to be a worse team. Um... You're gonna see Eckler's Eck- got that game script proof style of play, right? He catches the ball well. He showed he can run the ball well. Yeah, I think what Eckler does for you is, is, is he's a a a good number two running back. Um, there'll be times when he flashes at, to the top of that, and there'll be times when he flashes to the bottom as number three, just because he, there's nothing going on in that in that game. Sure. Uh, again, all kind of depends on what the quarterback situation looks like. I don't have a lot of faith that San Diego's going to have a very good year. Los Go- Angeles, but yeah. Yeah, they're still San Diego. Let's be real on this. Yeah, sure. uh, yeah the Chargers, I just can't imagine, are going to put up any points. Eckler, Eckler will still be relevant. No let's, say, let's say the Chargers draft your boy Jacob Eason, and yes. he starts day one. Yeah. How do you feel about How do you feel about this team? I like it less. Eckler and Hunter Henry, less than them bringing in somebody. Yeah, or less than Tyrod Taylor. I, I, honestly, I would be. I probably would be happier if um, Nick Foles went there because Foles is going to dump the ball off. He, he at least understands the NFL. I mean, I would not like just because Easton's going to take a while to develop. We talked about it last time the, that that rookie quarterbacks just don't typically produce enough points. This team needs needs to play to win now, right? Like they're not a they're not a defensively they're built that way. To win now, yes. They've got some younger talent on the offensive side of the ball, but not a ton. I mean, they need to win. They're not they, it would it would behoove them to bring in a seasoned vet. What if it's Jameis? Well, I mean, honestly, you find out with, really when it comes to defenses that they, they typically last for much shorter than, than than the offenses that what they last a few years at most yep. and they're turning over players. What what if it's Jameis? I don't like famous Jameis and I, I we said it before. famous Jameis is a bad quarterback. He can't really read like he's a gunslinger, but he's a bad one. Um, no, I don't like it. And, right. I, and Anthony Lynn's their coach. Yep. He's a defensive coach. Yep. Can't imagine they're going to develop. New or, quarter, young quarterback. Yeah. I don't know what the quarterback coach situation there looks like. The really exciting news is that the next time we do a show, free agency will be done. 
we will know yeah. what's fucking uh, what the layout, the lay of the land looks it like. It starts on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I think it's the fourteenth. Sixteenth, well, whatever. Might be the sixteenth. It's a. It's usually middle of the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, which means by then three or four decisions will have been made. But real exciting. That next time we fucking talk on this mic, we'll know this shit. I'm tired of guessing. Big Wiz and his stat of the week. So we're gonna do something similar to what we did two weeks ago. Should we take that shot first? Yeah, we should. Jameson, it's baby. Really good. Oh, it's gonna be bad. I'm taking a shot of Jameson in a while. No shit. <coughs> it all came out my nose. <laughs> Hang up. The best part about Jameson is that you either get a really good shot, it doesn't taste bad, or you get a shot that is awful. I blew it out my nose, guys. Don't, oh, I wouldn't recommend it. it Almost burns. as bad as uh, my Indian whiskey, but not that bad. <clears throat> oh, fuck me, that burned. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Stay out of the week. What I want to ask you is, last two weeks ago we did the top five rookie quarterbacks of all time. Yes. I, I want to ask you, give me the top five Rookie running backs of all time, at least in the last, it looks like the last, uh, well, it's about the last 20 years. Um, I'm going to say it's for the top five. I'll give you Zeke. <clears throat> Zeke is, he's number two. In 2016, he put up 295 points. <laughs> I'm still trying to get it out of my sinus <laughs> passages here. Other, oh, you said over the last 20 years? It's about, yeah. AP. AP is... Number 11 on this list in 239. I mean, your boy Kareem Hunt was in number 10 at 242. Kareem Hunt's an obvious guess. Alan Kamara was in number 12 at 233. So after that, no, they're all about 15 years old. What about Reggie Bush? Reggie Bush, if you recall, did not have a very good rookie season. I don't recall what his rookie season looked like. It was actually pretty bad. He was not in the top 30, buddy. Okay, let let me give you a... Trent Richardson. Richardson, I can't believe you said that name because he was terrible. He flamed out faster than anyone that he did. Yeah, but he had a great couple of years in Cleveland. You're number 21. Two, okay. 204. He Maybe beat his my, second he, year. He was, beat my... His second year was real good. He beat my favorite running back of all time, Eddie George, by one point. I have no idea. It is. Number one of all time right now is Edron James at 316. Edron fucking James. Yes. Right, I, for, when you when you said quarterback, I was trying to think of rookie quarterbacks that came out and played with Peyton. But legitimately, the only older running back that came to mind from Indianapolis was Vic Ballard, and I knew that wasn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. Um, number three on this list played in the zone the zone running scheme out in um, in Denver. Clint Portis. Number yeah, I'm not three on the list at 29. Number four is Curtis Martin. Number five. Oh, is... I almost said Curtis Martin. <laughs> number five is Fred Taylor. Out of the University of Florida. Can I tell you can I tell you an interesting tidbit about Fred Taylor? Sure. He tore his fucking hammy off his bone, I remember that. Since the year two thousand thirteen, mm-hmm. there have been twenty one running backs that played uh, the majority of a season with a rookie quarterback behind center. Okay? Only twice out of those twenty one options did that running back finish top five. Fred Taylor was one of them. Can you name the other one? I'll give you a clue. He was also a rookie that year. They're rookies together? Mm-hmm. That's your only fucking clue. 
It's a great clip. Is it recent? Since 2013. How about Cream Hunt? Mm-mm. No. That was that with Alex Smith that year. Was it? Mm-hmm. It's Zeke. With Dak. Zeke with Dak. Yep. Only two. Only four of them were inside the top 12. This is one of my arguments against Joe Mixon this year, who, by the way, his running back ADP right now is running back five. Yeah, that's insane. This is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. And now for more dumb shit I heard this week. I feel like I need to redeem myself. I don't know why I blew it out in my nose. But yeah, go ahead and pour another shot of JMO. We'll take it. Um, if But before you do, you have three choices for the your dumb shit. The here would be a little more manly. Yeah, he'd get after it. Three choices for your dumb shit story this week. Number one has a long title. 38% of Americans are fucking morons. Okay. Number two says country music sucks, but... And our last one is titled Insta Famous. Well, I don't think any of these are that good of in titles here. No, they're terrible titles, but well, I'm, I'm pretty just, dumb shit story. I let's li- do I, I country like music sucks, but because I let's I think the other one's gonna. We'll talk about the other one. Yeah, you may have heard this story, or at least you may have heard that Garth Brooks just did a concert in Detroit. Um, okay. Big concert in Detroit, super sold out concert in Detroit, huge concert in Detroit. He got a lot of buzz the next day because he spent the entire concert in a Barry Sanders jersey, and Detroit fucking loved the fact that he wore a Barry Sanders jersey throughout the entirety of it. Okay, over the course of the next week, however, Dumb Fuck America, the the MAGA crowd in America, all the Trump tards out there, laid into Garth Brooks' ass. They lambasted him on every social media platform they could find. He lost... If, if you believe the fucking numbers, tens of thousands of dipshit morons over the course of that week. Because, you know, Barry Sanders jersey wore the number 20. Sanders! They saw this and thought he was wearing a Bernie Sanders in 2020 shirt throughout the whole concert. And they could not be convinced otherwise. People responded, this is Barry Sanders jersey, he was number 20. And they said, fuck you, you're wrong, he's a Bernie supporter, and now he's dead to me. It, it was real good to watch. Good stuff. That's an interesting one. Let's take the shot. I gotta redeem, hang on, let me let me breathe now so I don't try to breathe mid-shot. It's gonna be really good. Delicious. <sighs> that was good. It was a lot better than the first one, but it's still Jameson. And like, I still, my, my whole mouth still tingles. Will your brother be proud of you? No, because I, I I'm I'm taking it hard. <laughs> he, he expects it to go down like water. Ah, okay, let's talk rookies, guys. We're in our tier two of the 2020 rookie breakdowns. I promise you, by the time we get to draft day, we will have given you everybody you need to know about. Today, we're going to talk about quarterbacks, courtesy of the Big Wiz. We're going to hit running backs from yours truly, and the two of us are going to sort of tag team wide receivers as the Wolfpack is living it up in sunny Florida right now. Uh, he did give us some names. We're going to talk about some of those guys in his tier two. Uh, I might mention another guy or two that I would have put in my tier two, but uh, we'll do that for you today. We're going to end the show with uh, a little bit of a reaction to the combine, who did well, who raised their stock, who did poorly, and uh, shouldn't have shown up to begin with. But we're going to start with the quarterback position, and Wiz, 
your tier two, please, sir. Tier two for me in the quarterback position, probably looking back on this, is probably just a one man race, to be honest with you. Okay. It probably is. You only... can say a 2A and a 2B. Yeah, that's probably a good way to look at it. It probably is Justin Herbert by himself, head and shoulders above everyone else here. I agree. Um, so wholeheartedly. I did also list here Jacob Eason, out of, another junior, um, as my 2B for a while. And I would tell you this three weeks ago. Um, the other person who was flirting in this tier two is Jacob Fromm. Okay. Um, obviously he had some issues at the combine. That's not the complete reason I dropped him off, but I just think that the ceiling of, of, of Fromm just isn't high enough compared to these two. So that's the reason why I've got these two as 2B and 2A, and Herbert does stand alone at 2A. Doesn't seem like Fromm is a great fantasy football quarterback. No. At any point. To no, me, he has a system, a pure systems quarterback. Yes. To, to, to me, he screams career backup who's going to make plenty of money traveling the league. He He's Case Keenum. Is a comp for his career for me. Maybe yeah. not a player comp, but that's the career he's going to have. Yeah, in, in a very in, in at the plus side of that would be the very best comp he would be is is, is cousins. Well, and, and that would be great if he ever gets fucking, to that. Yes. Realistically, you're probably correct. Keenum is probably more accurate. But let me give you at least Herbert at two eight. Right, he's six six. He's two thirty six. He is a big. He, he stands in the pocket. He's a big guy. Um, that's your prototypical prototypical pocket passer. That's what it looks like, right? Just right off the numbers. Here's the difference. This guy in a, a 4 6 8 40. He's fucking fast as shit. Third fastest behind Love and Hurts. Okay? It was impressive. And he had good locks when he was running. Did you see his hair? He looked great. Yes. I mean, it's nothing It's nothing like my boy, uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? In Clemson? Trevor. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. He's got the hair. Yeah, he's got much But Herbert hair. looked. Herbert looked good. Beautiful. Um. Again, he is a, he is a, an athletic freak. He is on the elite level when it comes to athletic performance here. here. Here's some great things about him. He has good instincts. He has got good footwork. He pushes the ball down the field. Again, things that you like when you see a quarterback in fantasy football. He's relatively accurate and he can read defenses. His legs will help him. They will. His ability to move, it, oh, it helps yeah, him a ton. He he's a much better runner than you think he is even. Like, oh, he's a phenomenal bullshit, runner. Right? Um, I, I think that that's some of the, the the negative things that kind of that he sometimes leaves the pocket too early, right? You, same thing that you get with these these younger quarterbacks. They're not willing to sit in the pocket and actually got yeah you know, look downfield or stay not patient. Not correct. Patient. Um, they're not Aaron Rodgers where he just continuously looks downfield when he runs back and forth. Here's the bad parts of it: is he locks onto his number one target. He Does just he? doesn't get off of it. He just doesn't progress very well. He struggles to make full reads. And what do you see out of out of the best quarterbacks that we've that we've seen play the game, Breeze, Brady, Manning, they fucking manipulate the shit out of safeties with their eyes. He doesn't do that. Okay, so here's the problem I have here, is that he has a ceiling, a, a relatively mid-level ceiling, if he doesn't get a great coach. Now, if he goes with Bruce Arians, that's phenomenal. You'll see great numbers out of him. If he if he comes in with uh, Vic Fangio, what do you think is going to happen Not here? Not so much. Um... I also question his durability and his leadership. I don't think he's he's not as strong as a leader as the other two quarterbacks in the one A, the tier one, which was Burroughs and Tua. Um, he did he did a sixty seven percent completion with thirty two TDs and only six great. I think comps here on the bad side. You're looking at Josh Allen. He, you take okay. it, right? You take that. Not I mean, great. If he can go nine touchdowns in a year. Ryan Tannehill pre two thousand nineteen. Oh, okay. 
He's he, athletic. He, he can throw the ball. That's Ryan Tannehill. How about this? Jake Cutler, arm strength and mobile. Ooh. Okay. And then his mechanics falter under pressure. Decision making is a little iffy, maybe. Yeah. Right? Okay. Here's the good cops. A healthy Carson Wentz. You take that. I would take that. Carson pro- Wentz that, in his rookie that year. MVP. Yeah. Cal- was that second year? MVP second caliber. Year. Dak Prescott or a poor man's Russell Wilson or potentially even Donovan McNabb. You okay. would take all of those, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about Jacob Eason here at 2B. Um, the, the knocks on Eason are this. And I will help you here. Slow, slow progression takes too many sacks. He just doesn't get off and get rid of the ball very quickly. Okay? okay. He is... But, but the fact that he's... Trying to progress through his reaches, that's promising, yes? Relatively speaking, but he doesn't do a very good job at it. Okay, he ran a 4.8940, not bad, right? His agility was fucking terrible. Worse since 1999. On that three-cone drill, you're saying? Yeah, bad. His 20-yard shuttle ranked sixth worst of all in that that same time frame from 1999. So he's a pocket passer. He's a pure pocket passer, folks, and he is a fucking cannon of an arm. Okay. He's a rocket of an arm. Um, he's willing to step into the throw, which is good. He's got relatively good anticipation, and he's, he's willing to extend plays. Okay? So what this tells me is, think Big Ben, right? Mm-hmm. Take, he's willing to take the hit, step up and take the throw, take, take a hit to make a throw. Um, I also said a good Joe Flacco, willing to step into the pocket and, and throw the ball downfield, or a good Eli Manning. Here's the bad side, a bad Joe Flacco. Oh. Not fucking uber-athletic and just fucking sits in the pocket trying and can't get rid of the ball. Um, um, almost the same size as Joe Flacco, exactly. Like 100%. Six, six, now, this guy's one. probably, Eason's probably a little bit faster. Well, yeah, okay. Um, but I, I'm still, I still have concerns about his ability, and he's not that far different than, than, uh, Herbert in this, is that they, they, they lock on the one receiver and they can't look off it, and that, that's really what, to me, separates the number one, t- tier one quarterbacks and the tier two. Definitely. Um, I guess what I would tell you guys here is maybe Blake Bortles is on the bad side as well. And, you know, Blake Bortles had some good some. shining moments, right? He could play. Uh, again, put this kid with a good quarterback's coach that could help him. Like, I don't I, – I like Jacob Eason. Probably, probably a third-round guy, maybe a third-round guy who who's not going to get a chance to start for a couple of years, but – this could this could be a kid that's a problem. Herbert might get drafted first round, or, or uh, Herbert, Herbert will get drafted first round. I have seen plenty of mocks with Herbert going into the top twelve. Yeah, not not unsurprising. Here's the here's the problem. I, lo- I love using Herbert, man. Come yeah. on, yeah, Herbert. Honestly, just by pure numbers, the guy's six six two thirty six. Even Tua and Burrows don't, don't compare. He to can them. move at that. That's a big fucking man to get moving too. I'll tell you what. Another knock on Easton is this: the NFL. How is much does Cam Newton weigh? 240, 245. So he's right there. He's close. And at 6'6". Six, six, yeah. that's And he can fucking move. Love it. This is what I'm talking about Easton a little bit. The NFL is moving towards spread. We talked about this a little earlier. Um, right? I said think arena. Mm-hmm. It, it, really? They want points. They want athleticism. Easton doesn't have that on display. Right? I, I told you before, he's not super agile. I'm concerned here. Is our pa- For him, it's going to be tough to... For, to develop a pocket passer in in the next few years. Sure. And if he doesn't have, doesn't come out and be Big Ben immediately with a good defense, I'm concerned that he's just not going to be Blake Bortles and just plugged into someone's uh, depth chart. Yeah, yeah. 
That's fair. That's fair. I think it's a really reasonable thing to say that Herbert is all by himself tier two. Uh, so 2A, 2B seems seems like it makes sense. But yeah, Eason, out of the group, Eason's the next best. I, I, I'm interested to hear on our next episode when you get into three, talk about some of these guys like Hertz and things like that. I, I want to hear what you have to say Hertz? about these guys. Not a tier three for you? Fuck no. From, baby. I, I do have From in my tier three. Okay. And your other boy will probably make it too. I just, there's not a lot of... A lot of love don't, for Don't give guys. away all of your... I won't. I don't mean, worry. There's a couple By the time you get to Tier 3, eh, anyway. Uh, we ready to talk about running backs? You done? Yeah, I mean, you got a litany of people to talk about here, so... I, you know what I do? When I first did... I, I first made this list before uh, the Combine, and there were only two running backs on this list. Now there are three. One guy has, in the Combine, moved himself into this Tier... Two, which is sort of my tier three because I had a 1A and a 1B, but it is what it is. All these guys, I think, can be really good running backs, solid running backs over the next four or five years in the NFL, uh, but none of them scream off the tape to you like, hey, I need to be a stud right now. I'm not terribly surprised if none of these guys has a huge rookie season, but all three of them have the potential uh, to do well. My first guy here in my tier two is LaMichael P. Ryan. So he's a, a senior back coming out of Florida, 5'11", 216, a little bit undersized weight-wise. like to see him gain a few pounds. Uh, not not a huge amount of production last year, 938 total yards, 11 touchdowns, and only 172 touches, though. So, so the averages there are pretty nice. 262 yards, five fucking touchdowns on 40 catches. So half of his touchdowns last year came in the passing game. Dude has stellar hands. He's a he's a great hands receiver. And for you know 5'11", 216, if you think about the guys in the league that are pass catching specialists, like that's that's fucking big for a pass catching specialist, which I think this guy can be. However, pretty strong lower body, really nice balance. That means like he can run. He can run short yardage situations. I know two sixteen isn't huge. You like to see a guy at least two twenty, two twenty five before you really think about him as a as a decent size, uh, a bulky back. But he can push the pile. Uh, he can run in short yardage situations on goal line carries. He scored more often than not over the course of his career. Didn't get a ton of looks there this year. Uh, some of the issues I have with him, obviously. Poor vision at the line. You know, he's not as elusive as he should be at only 216 pounds. He ran more like a power back in Florida than he did a scat back. Which, you know, again, you think about pass catching back somebody like a James White. It's not exactly power that comes to mind first off. Is that his ceiling? What is his ceiling? Is it, is it White? I mean, James White is the ceiling for any pass catching back, right? Like, that's as good as you can hope to get. As a general rule, I'm going to say this. I almost said it last week, but I didn't exactly. I don't believe in player comps for running backs. Should. I don't believe in it. Everybody's their own fucking guy. So I'm not comping any of these guys to anybody. help us. I just want to tell you what they're good at. I want to tell you what they're bad at. I want to tell you what role I I see them. I want to know what you project them to possibly be high and low, and hopefully they fit somewhere between them. Yeah. Is this Samaj P. Ryan's little brother? It is Samaj P. Ryan's little brother. Why didn't I? Okay. Um, it, yes, it is Samaj P. Ryan's little brother. And, you know, they're not terribly different in skill sets in college. They're not terribly so, different in size. fantasy-wise, he's non-relevant. Not, I wouldn't say non-relevant. Um, 
some of the issues that I did, uh, other issues I had with him look like he caught a lot of passes. He was used on a lot of passing routes, which means when he was in on passing downs, he didn't, they never asked him to block. Never. I think in, in all of the tape that I could find over him, I might've seen him attempt six blocks and he was shit fuck at all of them. He's got the lowest score out of anybody, uh, second lowest score out of anybody in the whole group and pass blocking to me, but we'll see what an NFL team might or might not be able to do with that. He, to me, he has the best hands out of anybody in the whole class. Um, he ties actually with, with my next guy for the best hands out of anyone in the class. I think he could be a real fucking weapon in the past game in the screen game. You know, we'll see about him running routes, but he's a screen fucking pass stud in the NFL. If he can be taught to pass block just a little bit, I think he can definitely be a third, third down back with, with plenty of upside in the league. What this screams to me is you're drafting in, you know, in a dynasty, you're drafting a potential mid second round, potentially you'd be happy to have him in the third round. P Ryan is probably going to be, you mean in a rookie fantasy draft? Yeah. Yeah, you can take P. Ryan. I think I just did a mock rookie draft, and I took him three hundred one first yeah. first pick in the third round. Which you're reaching for him to give him two. You'd, yeah. be happy, you'd be happy to take him in three. If you take him in three, and he can do something for you, like fantastic. I've got P. Ryan ranked higher than most people do that I've seen anyway, and it's because his pass catching ability is 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 right up. I mean, it's it's real fucking solid, and I think there are plenty of coaches in the league at this point that know how to utilize somebody like that, if he can manage to land on a team uh, with a coach like that, he's not going to be a feature back. That's the problem I have here, is that he's not going to be a feature back. That means you're, you're, you're playing the whole dual running back game here, and he's not going to be the starting running In back. In today's NFL, there's not a, a system back that catches passes. And, and you know what? There's, there, I agree with you that ideal situation for Michael P. Ryan is this, right? He he gets eighty percent of the pass work for the running backs in on that t- on a team, and he also carries thirty to thirty five percent of the rushing attempts Ooh, on that team. You'd be lucky as hell to get that. I, that's an ideal situation, um, and you know what? If you can get that, fucking sweet. Like he's going to be a top thirty running back every year, year in and year out. If you can get that. That's what I. That's what I. You think. You want to take that bet? You won. Well, I, after I see where he goes, I'll take that bet. You want to take that bet right now? That he'll be top thirty. No, I want to see where he goes he, first. He's a number four running back. He's not. He's my number six running number back. Number six. Yes. Um, I just don't. There, there's too much. Uh, he's he's not going to be a starter. So that's the problem I have here. But okay. I mean, he might. Like, there's he's a chance. Not. There's a chance he is. It all depends on where he goes. My next guy here. 5'10-217. This is Cam Akers. Now I will tell you this. I've gotten more shit on the internet about my ranking of Cam Akers I agree. than well anything deserved. else I've well done. Well deserved. In my initial rankings before any of this combine stuff, I had Cam Akers number 14. It's because you're foolish. Number 14. I know guys that have him number three. I, I I know a guy that has him number two. One of the candlestick kids, by the way. The boss, the guy that tells us all what to do, has him ranked. Number two, 1,300 yards last year, nine fucking touchdowns last year. His production at Florida State left something to be desired. His ball security at Florida State left something to be desired for sure. 
He is one of, uh, what, two guys out of the 33 guys that I ranked that had less than five yards per carry. The only other guy that I ranked out of my 33 that had less than five yards per carry was Torin Young, who I think is a fucking trash heap of a running back from Iowa. But I will say this. I will say this about Cam Akers. His offensive line was really, really bad. There's a lot of different ways to rank an offensive line, but almost all of the rankings you can find on in online have the Florida State O-line last season outside their top 100 out of 130, okay? The line was really shitty. Has been for a while. I think he's put three consecutive 1,000-yard seasons together. That's impressive. This year specifically, his offensive line was so bad. The positives for Cam Akers, obviously, if you know anything about the kid, he's explosive as fuck. Great speed. Really solid burst through a hole when he finally fucking finds a hole. It was tough. If you watched any of the combine, you know they did that Deuce Staley drill. We talked about it. Did you see any of the Deuce Staley drill? Cam Akers goes second in all of these drills, okay, Mm -hmm. with a name like Akers. Uh, I, I believe, I believe somebody, somebody said some, somebody somewhere in ESPN said that they should change the name of this drill to the Deuce Staley and Cam Akers drill after he did that good. When you watch this man's feet up and over, sideways over, backwards over these pads, you can't see an individual foot. They move so goddamn fast. His feet looked fan fucking tastic i will say footwork i think seven of the first eight guys kicked a bag the only one that didn't was cam Akers. great feet uh fantastically agile like he's he's you see these things translate when you watch the tape along with p ryan i said a minute ago i think p ryan has the best hands in the group uh cam Akers tied him he's the only other guy that tied him I, i think the two of them got a 10 out of 10 in hands on this score. So he can do that as well. Uh, I said a minute ago, though, some of the issues, ball security, 10 fumbles on just 650 touches in his college career, just three of them on 260 this year. Um, He's got the ball security issues, the same issues that like some of the studs in this class do. Jonathan Taylor, I talked about that last week, 18 fumbles in his career. DeAndre Swift, a bunch of fumbles in his career. These guys fumble the ball a lot. Uh, Cam Akers with 260 touches last year is a lot, but it's nowhere near as many as like a Jonathan Taylor. So that is a concern. I also think there's some bad habits that Cam Akers has likely developed over the last three years, and it's this. When he touches the ball, he stops moving forward. Every fucking run, he stops moving forward, and he dances because... In part because his line is so bad and he knows his hole. You can teach that a little his bit. His hole is not going to be there. His hole is never there. But over three years of doing this, I think this is a habit that's really going to hamper Cam Akers' rookie season. He's not hes not a guy that hits the hole quickly. He's a guy that grabs the ball, stops, looks around, and then finds a hole. He's got to evade one or two tackles in the backfield every time, though. So hey, I heard this guy replicates. He's trying to replicate Le'Veon Bell. The only reason he replicates Le'Veon Bell, I think, is because he has to. He has to do that to do it. But, but look... Combine time comes, and the reason he moved up so high on my list is this. From his quote-unquote official college measurements to his official combine measurements, he shrunk almost two inches 
and gained 12 pounds. Okay. So like, obviously he's one of the quickest and most explosive guys in the league. When he goes from almost six foot to five ten and barely over 200 pounds to 217, those numbers are more impressive. The elusiveness is more impressive because he's a bigger, shorter, stockier guy that can do some of the same things. Really fast, looked really good in all the drills. Uh, like I said, great fucking hands, great fucking feet. Um, he, he's, he, he could, I mean, he's electric, okay? He's electric. Everything they've said so far to me, and he's played the shooting offensive alliance, as Cam Akers is screaming off that I'm taking Cam Akers right now. The fact that you fucking rank him behind let me let me do my best. Let me do my the best problem. to comp this off the top of my head for you. Okay, and I said this last week, I think for somebody as well. But if you take some of the really nice traits of an Alvin Kamara, which means he's elusive, he can make people miss, he can hit a hole really hard. You take away the fact that Alvin Kamara can break tackles with the best of them. You take away the fact that Alvin Kamara doesn't fumble the ball almost ever. Um, and, and you add to it the fact that Cam Akers has struggled his entire college career to find the end zone. That's a I mean, I, I go out on comp, guys. So I don't know how well that comes off. But the negatives to me for Cam Akers were more pronounced than the negatives to me for the Michael P. Ryan. That's why he that's why he doesn't pass him up. But he moved up from 14 to 7. Yeah, In my mind, I just think Cam Akers screams to me. At some point, Cam Akers is a starting running back in the NFL. Yes, he will, he will be. be. He will be drafted in the first two rounds. He will have a, an opportunity before P. Ryan will. I'm not saying my rankings here don't say, hey, in a rookie draft, I'm taking P. Ryan over Cam Akers. Fair enough. Fair but enough. I think over the course of a career, P. Ryan has a better career than Cam Akers. That's how my rankings are working. Uh, I guess my point is this is that Cam Akers is going to get the opportunity to start. We talk about opportunity all the time. Yeah, opportunity it, matters. It does. Um, Cam Akers will get that. Like you just said before, he's going to get the opportunity. He's going to. He's explosive. He's electric is what you said. Uh, he can catch the ball. He's got great footwork. He's going to start somewhere. It's a matter of time. Obviously, it depends on where he lands. He's got a fair shot of starting before the season. So, Michael so, Pirine will not start in his career. If he does, it's going to be because of an injury. He won't start as the feature. I don't disagree with that. He won't start as the feature, but he should get a chance. To so, s- at best, you're, you're, you're thinking you're thinking Danny Woodhead with Pirine. You're thinking... And Danny Woodhead, James White, all these guys have finished top five running backs in their roles. Darren uh, Woodhead has finished, never finished top five. Danny James Woodhead, Theo fucking eight? Riddick has finished top five. All these, these, there are players in the league who have done this before. What do you mean top five? Top five at what? Running back in fantasy football. Theo Riddick? Yes, sir. At what? Is there like catches? He's never a top five running back. Fantasy points scored. I can show you. Please later. show to me where Theo Riddick was a top five running back. I ha- I can, yes. He did it in the first three, uh, I can't remember which year, but one of the first three years of his career. I've been doing all this research please, for this. Please enlighten me. Continue though. Uh, all right, the next guy that I've got on here, this this dude dropped a couple of spots. In fact, going into the combine, he was ahead of Pirine for me because I love his film, but he tested really poorly, ran really slowly. This is Michael Warren, the second junior coming out of Cincinnati, 5'9", 226 pounds. So he's a stockier guy. You expected him to run a little slowly. I don't. I don't. I don't have his forty time right now. I'm gonna look that up for us right real quick. That might be beneficial. Something. I know Zach do. Moss ran slow. Slow as fuck. But I expected Zach Moss to run slow. 
In fact, um, if I'm comping Michael Warren to anybody, I'm saying he's a poor man's Zach Moss. Is that a, is that fair? Am I allowed to do that? No. I no, did you're it anyway. not. I did it anyway. Look, 14, Get it together. 1,400 total yards last season, 16 touchdowns. I said a minute ago that Cam Akers is one of only two guys in the league or in, in this group that had neg- less than five yards per carry. That was over the course of his career. While Michael Warren's career looks better last season, he's one of only two guys in the top 15 with less than five yards per carry, 4.8 yards per carry. Go ahead. Um, They said 5.9, but that's his prospect rate. Still looking. Yeah, keep. Yeah, he didn't run a 5. <laughs> point, I could run a 5.9. I bet it could break six. Rich Eisen breaks six. I bet I could break I six. I broke five. When was that? Uh, when I was in high school. Okay. That was 20 <laughs> years ago, buddy. Come on. Uh, I do think I do think Michael Warren is a poor man's Zach Moss, right? Which means... I don't know what that means because I've never seen Zach Moss I, play enough in the NFL. You've got to give me another cut. What I told you about Zach Moss is this. He runs big. He runs strong. He doesn't ever fucking lose yards. He's a great pass blocker. Here's what I have to say about Michael Warren. Second best pass blocker in the league. He can get it done. Ball security? Look... Cam Akers fumbled the ball three times on 610 touches. This year, 280 touches for Michael Warren, not a single fumble. He does not lose the ball. No major flaws. I told you, Zach Moss, the reason he was number one, not he's actually, I will say this, he's fallen behind Jonathan Taylor to number two for me. Uh, the reason Zach Moss ranked so high is that he had no major flaws in his game. Michael Warren is the same. No major flaws in his game. He can do everything well. He doesn't stand out in any particular category, though. He's a little less elusive than Zach Moss was. He runs more like a power back than Zach Moss does. I don't think he he, he didn't. According to this, he didn't do the test. He might not have run the four. Yeah, he didn't run the He's four. one of the guys that skipped a bunch. He skipped a few. Yeah. Which bothers me when these guys skip these tests, but it is what it is. Bastards. He's not terribly quick, not terribly flat, fast, sort of like a Zach Moss, but he plays strong. He's a running back. So the the quarterback of uh, Cincinnati's quarterback last season did an interview, maybe two or three interviews, and he said this about Michael Warren every time. He's like, it's nice to know that I will never hand the ball off on a play and have more yards to go for a first down on the next play. Michael Warren didn't lose a, he didn't didn't have a single carry for negative yards in his junior year in Cincinnati, which doesn't sound all that impressive when you say it, but fuck that kind is of impressive. That is very fucking impressive. Michael Warren finds a hole. He is a guy that will go for 3 yards four yards every play if he's asked to he can do it he's strong enough to do it he's got good enough vision to do it he can break the tackles to do it the word i wrote down a bunch when i when i was uh taking notes on michael warren is the word solid he's fucking solid he's solid as a human he's solid as a as a a running back you know what you're getting with him you know what you're not going to get with him he's not going to dance like a cam Akers. he's going to gain fucking yards i think he's a great first and second down back somewhere in the league maybe not his rookie year but in a few years two next next two three years michael warren's going to be a guy that you you uh equate with a solid for think jordan howard 
first and second down back that's going to gain you yards all the time. Will he have the big breakaway runs like Howard? Probably not, but Howard's not a terribly fast guy out of Indiana either. So there's a comp for you. You like it? Yeah, I think that, that was actually that, that was the best thing you said today so far. Wow. That, that was pretty fair. I thought Michael Warren, honestly, like you said, he doesn't lose yards. He doesn't do anything great. But does um, everything good. Good, yeah. And I think, like you said, is Howard, uh, fantasy-wise, never great. But good. But, but, but you could play a game and he's going to put up points for you. Yeah. So I, I like it. All right, you ready to talk about receivers? We're going to split this up. Yeah. You want to take the guy first? We're talking, so we're, we're taking uh, Wolfpack's Tier 2 list. We deleted one name off of there because it's embarrassing to say in the Tier 2, but we'll give you a few of them. Wiz, hit us with uh, Wolfpack's first guy, who we both agree might actually be tickling with that uh, Tier 1 list. Um, I don't think he's tickling. I think he should have been in it. Uh, I think there was... I would have removed Ruggs. I probably removed uh, T. Higgins off Let of me, this list. Can I Can I say this about Ruggs real quick? Yeah. I, I know we're supposed to talk about the Combine later, but uh, Ruggs ran that four two seven, which is fat. Oh, by the way, I owe you a shot for that. We made a bet. I bet you that our, that uh, particular running back, Raymond Calais, out of Lu- U, the University of Louisiana Lafayette, would uh, outrun Henry Ruggs. And you know, you remember what Wolfpack said? Ruggs is expected a 4-5. No, he did not. He did. Um, but I lost that. So if you Wolfpack want to pour, said that? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you want to pour me a shot, Please pour me a shot. But here's what I want to run down for you really quickly. Can I please have the other one? Unless you're taking it with me. I'll do it with you. I don't know if I can take it. I mean, those are kind of hard. Those are painful. Yeah, no, they're not. It's Jameson. I want to say this. When Ruggs Reign is 4-2-7, he actually fell down on my list. Here's why. Let me break down for you the nine fastest wide receiver 40s of all time. You ready for this? Yep. Are you going to pour yourself one? None of that. Pour, what are you pouring yourself one I don't on? know. Not a lot of options left. <laughs> nah. Are you ready for this? Listen closely. Okay. Here are the nine fastest 40 times. Are you times. sure we made a bet on... I remember taking... I wrote, I wrote we took a, a bet on Jordan Reed. You tried to say it was not going to be a bet, but I had already hit the button, and I'm going to take a shot for it. Here are the fastest wide receiver 40 times of all time. John Ross obviously. Yeah. How's his NFL career look? Average at best. How about Rondell Menendez? Yeah, okay. Next one. Jerome Mathis? He was a wide receiver, still is he, or no? Yeah, not anymore. Jacoby Ford. Jacoby Ford, not good. Marquis Goodwin. There was a year in there where he was okay. He's a track star. JJ Nelson? No. How about Yaman Figures? No. And lastly, Darius Hayward Bay. Yeah, what does that tell? I mean, again, it tells me that straight line speed does not translate to fucking success in the league. Even when you think fast receivers these days, it's Tyreek Hill. Even Tyreek Hill was not great until he he spent an entire offseason learning how to run routes. And when he did that, he became the Tyreek Hill we know. Well, now. I think what's interesting is that you said earlier is that the Deuce Daly drill is getting a lot of hype right now. Love the Deuce Daly. Give it, me them feet, it, baby. It, and and so is is this a shuttle run and same with the, the, the cone drill. 
There, there, there's something to be said on the the, the agile the agility um, footwork drills that matter. Love them. Um, you're right. Forty yard dash doesn't translate well. Rugs fell down my list after this. But anyway, anyway, well, I told you about that, didn't I? Let, you did. To your credit. God damn. Let's take, a time. Sh- let's take a shot here, and then you can tell us about our first <laughs> tier so three wide word. receiver. Who, <laughs> who, by the way, I know it's, it's, it, is, it looks bad. Yeah. Who, by the way, this tier three receiver, I, we we do both agree. He he might be the guy that I'm targeting in rookie drafts, <clears throat> even ahead of Judy and Lamb, because I think the value is way better on this guy, and I think he's a fucking and, and him and Ray. You know what? I'm adding one to this list. Uh, there's two guys that I think their value is outstanding, and this is one of them. Go ahead. I can add one. I won't talk very long about him, but he, he, isn't it? Okay, the, the number one on this list, folks, and tier two, who personally, in my opinion, should have been a tier one, without a doubt. We talked about T. Higgins last week, who I said, who's, his upside's probably Elshon Jeffrey in, in rugs. I don't like rugs at all. Um... The name here is Justin Jefferson of LSU. Woo! Six foot three, one ninety two. He's got good size. He had eighteen TDs. He, I'm not agreement on this that he runs. He's a precise route runner. He's a good route runner. He's not a precise route runner. I w- listen. If you watch the combine, yep. he ran the best routes out of anybody there. His his cuts were real clean. He was very fast out of his cuts. And his cuts turned into straight lines better than anybody else in a really good wide receiver class. Yes. Precise. I say precise. Okay, fair enough. I, I'm In the combine, I'm not sure I saw that in LSU last year. Okay, and, and there's a lot to be said on that. I, you know, there's there's defensive guys down the field and everything else. I don't, I'm not sure it translates pre- precisely. The, the, thing I'll, the thing I'll say about the field, I didn't watch a ton of wide receiver tape, but I watched the championship game against Clemson. Yeah. And every time I seemed to look at the screen, Jefferson, Jefferson was screaming off the field, five right? or six yards behind every defender. Here's the thing about the Clemson defenders. They're all fast as shit. And four, four, three, which was Justin Jefferson's 40 is fast, but it's not fast as shit. The reason he was behind everybody and every one of those plays is because he he's he his hips move like yours and mine don't like he he fooled my these, hips move motherfucker I bet they do <laughs> he fooled these defenders into thinking he was going one way play after play after play yeah he's a phenomenal receiver at the end of the day Jerry Rice was not was not a fast receiver yep. he was not but like you just said that 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 he his his foot skills his footwork his ability to move his hips gyrate his hips hip baby um yeah I agree with you on that. I also think here's a good stat here is 92.3 contested catch rate. That's, That's great. That's fucking stupid number. That's um, stupid He number. has length. He has speed. He's fast as shit. We talked about before. Um, it, it, this is what I like here. He blocks like a man on a mission from the, from the fucking Wolfpack. Dude. Dude. The old... Ev- you gotta watch ev- every play at an LSU game. Because it's hard to watch wide receiver film unless you have the all 22 yep. package. It's hard to watch wide receiver film, but if you just watch every single play, this motherfucker is trying so hard to block on every run play, every pass play. That's he's he's trying so hard to block. It's so fun to watch him when he's not catching the ball because he's desperately trying to find somebody to block. So I loved it. 
So I, I said it earlier, Justin Jefferson, he's listed as a tier two here. In my mind, if I, if I was doing this ranking, he'd be a tier one. The comp here, I don't get this from fucking Wolfpack. I, I feel embarrassed to say this on air. <laughs> but let's just let's just say this. Wolfpack's not here. Hopefully he's getting drunk. God I'm gonna say it. I'm also drunk. Willie Sneed is his comp. He says it's on juice. I don't I mean whatever. Wow. Justin Jefferson is a fucking a lot better player than Willie Sneed. I- Justin Jefferson's comp in my eyes is more in line. You know, I, I'm going to reach for the stars here. Is Julio Jones? Uh, the reason that's wildly inaccurate is because Justin Jefferson will play in the slot. Wherever I, I know, I know he's. We'll see if he he's does. He's six three, which is big, but but that's where he he thrives. I think in the slot. I think if if I'm going to so I'll make a prediction here, and we'll bet this if you want. I think regardless of where he goes. Jefferson plays in the slot, and where he really fucking makes his money is in a in a PPR game. He's making catches. I'm gonna guess in his rookie season, Justin Jefferson has seventy five catches, which would which would would beat this year's rookie, last year's rookie, and the rookie season before that at least. I think he's going to catch a lot of fucking passes because he's going to be open in the slot all the goddamn time. I kind of agree with you, except for the fact of this. He's not... He might be in the slot. I don't know that. Maybe he does. Maybe he ends up there. Maybe not. This is fascinating. This guy is six foot three. He blocks like a fucking badass love and him. is a speed burner. Fuck, man. I love to watch Do you know how many of those guys there are? There's not many. I love to watch this kid play. I mean, you're talking like... Okay, like, I, I threw out Julio... Julio Jones, which is the top list, he might be Andre Johnson. You, t- but that's not the kind of re- you keep saying these outside fucking deep. I get it. Thoughts. Okay, so so who, who's a who's a fucking big speed burner who gets open and destroys people on the inside? On the you, you want to talk about fucking studly fucking receiver comps? How how about Larry Fitzgerald? Larry Fitzgerald, I'm glad you said that because he came to my mind. Larry, Larry's slow, but but hang on, Larry didn't wasn't always on the inside. Larry' career was on the outside. Was he? Yes, only He's been recently a slot for what three years, four years. Yeah, now? I mean, recently he went to the. I mean, he got older and kind of came back to the to, to the slot. Uh, I just don't see Jefferson. I'd be surprised, honestly, if he stay if he if he hangs on the slot just because of his size and uh, his speed. Yeah, I, I guess. What I hope he does. What I'm saying here. Are we making the 75 catch bet? That's all. I don't think... That's a huge amount of yeah, catches. I'll take the under. I'm drunk it's as shit. It's a bet! But I, I, we haven't made a bet in a while, and I'm really drunk. Can we move on? Yeah, go ahead. We love Justin Jefferson. I, I, the second bet I'd be willing to make is that Jeffer, Justin Jefferson, fantasy-wise, beats CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy next year. <laughs> I think fantasy wise in a full PPR, Jefferson beats both of those guys next year. Do you want to make that bet too? Uh, no, I won't make that blind. Not knowing where they're going, no, because like Terry McLaurin was the the, he had the most receptions out of every single receiver last sure, year. Sure, 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 sure. Go ahead. You don't want to make that bet. No. 
You know who I... Uh, we'll get to that in a second. The next guy that uh, Wolfpack lists here as his next receiver, which what makes him his... How many did you say last week? Three? Four? four. No, it was at least four. It was Ruggs. So we're at six. LaVisca Chenault Jr. out of Colorado. So Chenault got a lot of uh, a, a lot of attention. I think a lot of immediate media attention going into the combine, like legitimately the week leading into the combine. LaVisca Chenault got a lot of looks. Colorado kid, 6'2", 220 pounds, which is a really nice size. I think 220 pounds at 6'2", um, you know, if he can get that, if he can get that body moving, that's pretty good. The problem with the combine is this. He ran one 40-yard dash. What was it? 4.62? And he hurt himself, and he was done for the rest of the combine. Unfortunately, all the on-field drills, all the jumps, all the agility drills come after the 40 for wide receivers at least, which means after one attempt at the 40, he didn't get to do anything. Got to imagine a 4.62 at 6 foot 2 inches. Uh, knocks him down. He did. It, it did. Yeah, this is a guy list. who's always fucking hurt. Originally, they said this was a quad injury. Turns out he has. He's getting surgery, a core muscle surgery, which is what they what they call a sports hernia surgery these days. That's a six to eight week recovery on that bitch. So tough, tough for a kid, Lavisca Chenault, who was starting to get some buzz. Fifty two receptions. Only 721 yards and four TDs last season, but it was in Colorado, right? He's a he's a relatively big target. He did carry the ball, 23 rushes, 161 yards, two touchdowns. That brings to mind somebody like Debo Samuel. Get him the ball any way you can. He was an explosive playmaker, at least last season in Colorado. Uh, look at this, look at this. You see what Wolfpack writes here? He says he's got the strength and the wiggle. Yeah, I didn't like that term. I mean, the good God, wiggle, the fucking wiggle again. To take a short catch to the house. Um, and, and I don't disagree with him. Like, at 220, the guy moves really well for 220 he can pounds. can gyrate those hips. He can move the fucking hips. Uh, he's, he, on tape, seemed to have more speed than he did at the combine. But again, he bust a fucking hernia. In the combine, so we'll see. The whole see. problem with this guy is that he can't get can't stay on the field. And I, again, his numbers jump off through the roof at you. He's big. He's fast. He's not that big. Six two two twenty. Six two is not small, man. He's wide. The problem here is well, the thing about he struggles in college to stay on the field. How's he gonna do it yeah. in, in the NFL? Yeah, that that is an issue with him. But. But if he can stay on the field at 220 pounds, like he moves really well for a 220 pound wide receiver. Um, he gets in and out of cuts really well. He plays like a much smaller guy. At, at least a little bit of film that I've watched, he plays like a smaller guy. Uh, the comps that uh, Wolfpack put on here Sammy Watkins and Greg. Do you remember Greg Little from the Cleveland fucking Browns? Greg Little was great for a. Uh, Eight game I, I, stretch. I feel like I'm the only guy that can actually make comps on this yeah, fucking fuck, show. Comps are stupid. Comps yeah. are great. It fucking makes stupid. things real. You don't know how to make a comp. Fucking Wolfpack so far has shown that Willie Sneed comp on Justin yeah. Jefferson is out of out of this earth. It's pretty bad. He said he said Willie Sneed with juice. And I'll tell you what, if you gave Willie Sneed juice, that might be not bad. But look, 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 look. look. LaVisca Chenault, 
people like what they saw out of Chenault on on film. Mm-hmm. They liked what they saw on, on tape. I think he has the potential to do some stuff in the NFL and make some really big plays. Potential's there in the NFL. Uh, you're not wrong about his durability, though. Like, will he stay on the field six to eight weeks before he's even ready? To get back on the field so the draft will come and go and he'll still be recovering from his core muscle surgery. I will say this, okay. Um, I've recently started following a doctor, a sports medicine doctor on Twitter and listening to his stuff. And he'll tell you all day, core muscle surgery, a.k.a. the sports hernia surgery, is not something that you need to worry about in the future. I couldn't speak to... He the, says you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I couldn't speak to the other injuries Chenault's had. I don't know what they are um, over the course of his college career. He's a junior, so three years. But this one is not something that's going to come back. Is what it is, whatever. All right, let's talk about the next guy and this guy uh, on Wolfpack's list. Here's where he runs astray a little bit for me. Like Tyler Johnson should probably be here. Jalen fucking Rager who I think is a goddamn stud out of TCU, definitely needs to be here. But what have you got a little stout, a uh, short bottle? Sure, golden, Shorty? the banquet beer. What are they called? Banquet those? beers. What do they call those? The shorties? I don't know. Core is the banquet beer. What are you drinking? This is a totally roasted. It's a uh, Michigan-based Vander Mill apple cider Le- made to taste like apple pie. And when it's warm, it fucking does. And you tell your candlestick boys what you drink? Dude. You're sucking on a fucking lollipop in my basement right now. Don't I know. Don't talk shit. You're drinking Jameson and the Banquet Beers, and you fucking drink your fucking cider. I'll take another shot. I'm very drunk. <laughs> but I'll take a shot. You want to pour one more J-Mo? <laughs> I, I'm Let's give sure. you a show a little bit. Tomorrow's going to be rough. Let's talk about the next guy on this guy's list. Again, he ignored Rager, which is my number four receiver. I think on the Candlestick Kids, he's our number four or five consensus receiver. I think, I think Rager... And Jefferson both, by the way, out fantasy produce Lamb and Judy. I'll make that bet. Rager and Jefferson both out produce Judy. I love how you really make these bets. You don't even know where the fuck they're at, you. Wanna? Wanna? Um, Wanna? Can you can you choose someone else besides Jefferson? Because I like Jefferson a lot. Jefferson and Rager. I know. Both. Can you choose someone else besides Jefferson? Can you No, because those are the two guys that I think are like the this. rookie How about season this? stud muffins? I'll take Jefferson and I'll take Jefferson and Lamb. You can take Judy and Rayor. Uh huh. I love. Je- I think Jefferson's the one. I just took him. I told you. I also. I lo- talked about him. He was my number one. You uh, motherfucker. You're saying my number. You're saying I get my number one and three. You get my number two and four. God damn it. We just. It's epic. That's just for the sake of it. You're wait. Wait, I I'm get taking Jefferson, Jefferson and, and Lamb. Judy. I get I get Rager. No, no, no. I get Jefferson. No, I'm taking Jefferson and Lamb. You're taking Judy and Rager. It's a bet. It's a bet. Full PPR fantasy, or we do half PPR. Whatever we usually do is fine. Half half is what we usually do on this show. Fuck, I'm drunk. <laughs> Poor shot. So usually when you get back. The last guy in Wolf. Jesus, fuck, Christ. I'm getting a little dizzy. <laughs> Last guy in... Would you pour a shot? Goddamn. The last guy on Wolfpack's list here is Michael Pittman. 
Michael Pittman is a junior out of USC. Six foot four, two hundred nineteen pounds. Six foot four is pretty big. I, I, I was planning on talking about this guy later. One hundred and one receptions last year. Twelve hundred seventy five yards. Eleven touchdowns. He's a big motherfucker. Big motherfucker. He's a strong motherfucker. Uh, sure hands. Great body control. This is like a box out fucking receiver, which means he can make end zone, red zone contested catches. That's what he did at USC. That's what he can continue to do. Not surprisingly at that size, he can run block sort of like Justin Jefferson, except that he weighs, what, fucking 30 pounds more than Justin Jefferson. He can work outside. Uh, he, He did play some in the slot. Actually, look, the comp here. Larry Fitzgerald, not terribly... I think this comp's actually kind of fair. Surprising, Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman performed really fucking well in the combine. Let me tell you this real quick. Is this Michael Pittman's uh, son? Who? Michael Pittman? Running back? This is is Michael Pittman. Junior. Junior. Probably. Let me tell you a little bit about Michael Pittman's combine. 4'5", 240, which at 6'4", 223 pounds is good. A 6.963 cone drill. Look, that was the fourth best of all receivers in the group. 4.14 shuttle. Second best of all receivers in the group. That tells me this. This guy can get his six foot four frame moving in a hurry. I don't hate that. Look, I don't know that Michael Pittman would be in my tier two, but the way he performed at the Combine... In addition to some of his tapes, some of his production, 1,300 yards, 11 touchdowns, he seems to be a guy that can perform in the red zone but also has some get-up-and-go on the field. I think he can get open, make some plays. DK Metcalf was a big fucking dude, looked like only a downfield and red zone threat to me last season. Pittman is one of two guys this year there's a big fucking dude that seems like they can do the red zone stuff and more so i don't hate this as a tier two guy i don't hate it i don't love it yeah i don't i don't hate it um it's okay it's not terrible rager needs to be way ahead of him but eh. rager and i'm gonna give you a dark horse here which i talked a little bit earlier in the show at least with you, I did. Uh, Jawan Johnson out of Oregon. I, I'm starting to like a lot. He looks good out there on the, on the field. Jesus Christ, that is deep. That might be a tier five guy, but all right. We said we said it was gonna be the deepest class ever, right? It's an extraordinarily deep wide receiver class. Yes. I don't think it's that. I don't think his name. I think we'll start jumping off the boards here. I'm gonna give you another guy in a minute that's gonna jump off the boards. Um, that is it for a tier twos, guys. At the quarterback position, in case you forgot, because it's been an hour, Justin Herbert, clearly. Jacob Eason might be a Tier 2 guy for you to consider. Let's watch his landing spot at the running back position. Even though Wiz doesn't understand it, I got the Michael P. Ryan ahead of Cam Akers. And then a Michael Warren, who I think is going to be career long. You know, maybe better than both of those guys ahead of him. I like Michael Warren. I tweeted at Michael Warren that I thought he Michael was Michael Warren's good. I like him at Cincinnati. I know it's a small this, school. This is scary. That's what probably scares me a little bit. At Cincinnati, I mean... It's all about the small school. And he didn't perform super well. Nope. Did we ever find out his 40 time? No, he didn't run it. I thought he, Oh, yeah, that's right. He didn't run the 40. He, I, I don't think he did the broad jump either, which is disappointing. Because I see, the broad like- jump to me 
is one of the most important running back fucking drills. Because I'll tell you right now, he, he did me. one one thing, and he did the bench press with 16 bench. Which sucks. Yeah, not very good. But who cares how, how strong your fucking tips are <laughs> as a running back? You didn't beat out JJ, or Jonathan Taylor. How many 225s can you put up? Today, um, now, right? I have no idea. Probably not many. Andy, you want to go to the gym and try it with me? No. I'll probably break my, I'll rip my shoulder apart. Let's talk fucking combine reactions. You finally watched a little combine. It was your wife's fault. She just commented on more than I did, which is kind of crazy is what I thought. Can I tell you that I'm way more drunk than I should be, and I'm still waiting for you to pour me another Jameson shot, because... This is the kind of drunk it takes to fuck my wife for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want to last for her. She deserves it. <laughs> May not ever come, which might hurt her feelings in the end. But Do you have any risers or fallers from the comp? Somebody that you think stood out? Even if you just want to say their name without... Oh, you're thinking about it, aren't you? Yeah. Um, yeah, your boy... Half shots of JMO. Come on! Your boy, Zach Moss, fell off. The, uh, because not, they ran a 4-6 something. Not very bad. I told you earlier, um, something that, that fell off for me was, was Fromm. Yeah. Fromm was flirting in my, my tier two. I honestly, I'm a Bears fan. I was hoping they were going to draft Fromm. There's some talk. I've seen some mocks. Yeah, but here's the problem now, is that now is, is why do I want to get rid of one systems quarterback for another systems quarterback? I I believe Jake Fromm can read a defense. Like, that's all it takes to be better than Trubisky. He does not have the arm strength. He does not have the, the, the quickness and agility to run the ball as Trubisky he's has. Got, but he's got he's got intangibles. He can read head. a defense. Some head. And he's got a, he can lead. I told, I told the video last week, like, Netflix does a, a show. It's called QB1. It, they pick three... High school quarterbacks, and they fucking highlight them over the course of their last year, their senior year. And Jake Fromm was one of them. And like, I fell in love with the man that mm-hmm. is Jake Fromm because he's a good Christian dude. And you know, I love God. Okay. And Jesus. I'm there with you on that. Yeah, I'm like, following you. It's not. It's not a week that goes by that I don't argue with my eldest son about the existence of God. Who wins in that argument, dude? He's very smart, okay? It doesn't take much to beat you, I know. It doesn't take... It takes a lot to beat me. I'm very good. I, I was a great debater. I was a state-level debater. Like, I competed. In what? Debate, bro. Like, were you, were you like, a master? I was very good. Were you a master? Yes. Like, a master debater? I was a master debater. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yes. In fact, I watched a video today that said... I guarantee you will come within five minutes of watching this video. You know when I came? What was the video? Six and a half minutes. What master. It? What was the video? I was all. It was all ass stuff. I'm not not like ass play, like guys. Like, like uh, twerk on that dick kind of ass play. Like, yeah, it was good. It was a good video. Was it guys? No, it was on uh, it was on Pornhub. God, you're just so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Jameson in both? Why is mine in green? Because you're the blues. Fuck. Okay. Well, we just some damage to that thing. Hey, what are we talking about? 
Uh, you are drunk. I'll finish up for us. Um, finish up. I haven't even. I got so many guys to talk about combine. No, no, no. Yeah. We, what are your combine you reactions? Your, I, I told you. I thought you Moss said from was bad. Sucks. From from he fell off a little bit. I thought Herbert. Impro- I mean, if anything, what Herbert did is he established himself as he might be actually a tier. He's flirting on tier one because sure because of athleticism. Um, no, no, not just athleticism. The thing about Herbert is that he threw on the Herbert looked especially good, accurate on the deep balls he threw, and he threw it five to ten yards further than anybody else because he just wanted to show off. But he was super accurate on those deep balls. Yeah, like nuts, fucking money accurate. The other one that jumped off the table with me was Justin Jefferson. Love him. Those routes he ran were fucking beautiful. I told you earlier in the show, at least before we started recording, was uh, I thought C.D. Lamb looked the most natural on the field from the receiver position. You, you look at any of those? Uh, you look at that catch, the red zone uh, drill that they added. He did this. They do this fade drill now, a red zone fade drill, and he did this like jumping, spinning, three sixty, one handed catch. It was nasty. He again, just in terms of, I realize there's no defenders on on the field, but he looked the most natural. To he's very, he's a very natural natural wide receiver. Yes, so can he get can he get off the line? We'll see. But fuck, I right. agree. Try to condense your list of fifteen here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can do that for you. No problem. The obvious winner of the entire combine was Jonathan Taylor, who going into the combine was the consensus number two. He ran a 4.39 at 226 pounds. Uh, so, among if you take all of his combine numbers and compare them to Saquon Barkley's, they're almost identical. To me and to a lot of people, He's jumped up to the clear number one. We talked about this when we did last week, two weeks ago's episode. You said, I agree, that Jonathan Taylor was probably the guy that you target in a fantasy draft, rookie draft. Yeah. They'll probably maybe 1.3 after the two quarterbacks. Uh, Taylor, look, the Cave of Excellence asked me this the other day. She's like, why do people not go to the combine? Because I was complaining that so-and-so didn't compete in the drills. Michael Warren didn't do all the fucking drills. T. Higgins didn't do any of the fucking drills at the combine. I think T. Higgins smartly didn't fucking participate. She said, why don't people do these drills? They're going to this thing. Why don't they just do them? And I said, look, the guys at the top of the list... Don't need to. All they can do is hurt their stock. If for whatever reason they run four hundredths of a second slower than they thought they would, they hurt their stock. Jonathan Taylor, who who was the consensus two going into this... Did every drill, and did every drill better than almost everybody, and his stock went up. He's the. It's very rare you see a guy at the top of the list improve their stock, but Jonathan Taylor beat everybody's ass at the combine. He is to me now. He jumped over Zach Moss. He is to me now the clear one hundred two or one hundred three in your rookie fantasy draft. Dude was. Dude is all. Dude was awesome. I know you what you think of Wisconsin running backs, but he was awesome. No, I told you before, and I said it again: is that if I'm drafting someone, take me some Taylor. Give me Taylor. Cam Akers. I said it a minute ago. Cam Akers had the best hands and the best feet in the whole thing. Gained twelve pounds, shrunk two inches, which makes a big fucking difference in the algorithm I put together, like size is the first thing that goes in and everything else is based on their size because if they're quick and elusive, uh, that that 
a small guy quick and elusive is worth less than a big guy quick and elusive. Just tell me how the outlier Derrick Henry falls into your equation. Uh, honestly, uh, if I had to dra- if I had to rank my running backs right now, I would go Taylor Nagers one two. Yeah, so so would Lucas Kaser, who is the boss at the TCKpod.com. But good job, candlestick wizards. He's a college student. I, I I message him and say, hey, I got to catch up with you on the phone. He's like, oh, I got a class and a test today. Like, I'll, I'll get you tomorrow. Whatever. You're not doing shit anyways, but that doesn't matter to you. Here's another guy that I think of running back-wise that really raised his stock by a lot. Uh, there's three guys that really jumped up in the rankings for me after the combine. Darrington Evans out of App State did it. A.J. Dillon out of Boston College, who's a 247-pound, foot tall back, also did it. Because he looked leaner, faster, and more explosive than he should have. But the guy that was most impressive to me, the guy that, like, as I was watching this with the wife, every time I'd watch a, watch a running back do a drill, and I'd think, damn, that guy looks really good. Look down at his name, and almost invariably, it was James Robinson, who's your boy, out of Illinois State. Why does it surprise you? It surprises me because I told you uh, I told you two weeks ago on the tape James Robinson did not impress me, but in almost every drill that J- Jonathan Taylor dominated, James Taylor or James Robinson beat him. He was a little bit slower in the forty, fine, but he had more reps on the on the bench press. He had a better vertical jump. Forty inches for a running back is disgusting. He had a better broad jump, 125 inches, fifth in the group, which is disgusting. Explosive as shit. He ran two hundredths of a second slower in the three-cone drill than did Jonathan Taylor to put him fifth. His shuttle run at 419 was the third best in the group. What James Robinson did is he put himself on the map, and he's going to get drafted big James time. Robinson is the kind of guy that the combine is there for. Yeah, 100%. Because he comes into this thing maybe maybe top 20 out of the group. Oh, James Robinson is going to get... And to me, for me, I believe he's in the top 10. 12? 10 12 now in the group. He's probably going to get drafted in the second second round. He showed his ass. He'll be a third round guy. Yeah, but he'd be happy with that. He showed his ass. He probably increased his draft stock by two rounds at least in this combat. I, I, I was really fucking impressed by his work. Uh, wide receiver wise or quarterback wise, I thought Herbert looked awesome. We talked about it. He looked athletic as fuck. He looked accurate as shit down the field. Really big arm, which we knew he had, but when he really just fucking let it go, he was on the goddamn money. Talk he, about he, Danny Dimes. But but here's some of the concerns with Herbert. Sometimes he he has, he has a weird delivery. Not as fucked up as, as Philip Rivers, but he throws a, a little bit of sidearm action. Okay, sure, slightly sidearm. When he's moving a little bit. Um, Sometimes, it's, from what, what, what I've read, from what I've heard, from what I've seen, he gets a little bit wonky sometimes when he starts running. Yeah. Rager, we talked about Rager at the wide receiver position. To me, he was, outside of Jefferson, the most impressive wide receiver. Some of his explosiveness drills, uh, be, his jumping drills were insane. His, uh, his uh, broad jump, his vertical jump were really fucking solid. His bench press was really fucking solid. Gained some weight. Going into this, I think he and Justin Jefferson are neck and neck for that number three ranking. And as I've said, I think they're one, two as far as rookie production goes next season. 
because they can do on the field more than what CeeDee Lamb can do, what Jerry Judy can do. Justin Jefferson, I told you already, you know, on his on-field drills were so far and away better than everybody else's. I thought his um, his gauntlet drill, which I've told you last year, was my is my favorite drill it, for receivers. In our bet, do I get points for um, most best blocks? No, at which all? is a shame because you should, but no. But I think Rager and Jefferson were both really fucking solid. Couple of really big wide receivers had some really big numbers in the combine. We already said Pittman. Pittman, Michael Pittman, is six foot four, two hundred and twenty three pounds, ran a four five two at that size. Is fast as shit. He also had the fourth best three cone drill at six nine six in the group, and the second best shuttle drill at four one four. So we mentioned you said it a minute ago. That three cone, that shuttle, those are the get out of a cut and get your body moving kind of drills. At six foot four, this dude can move that 223 pound frame very quickly. Uh, and that means coming out of a cut at that size, like that's valuable in the league. That is the thing, not the 40 yard dash that really says, hey, Pay attention to me because I know how to I know how to run a route and I can get my fucking body moving out of a cut. Hey, you know who else ran that that three cone drill? Yeah, in under six point nine six. Hit me, Juwan Johnson out of Oregon. Yeah, and he's fucking it. bigger. He's six four. I think he's two thirty. He was the best number, right? On that, I'm, well, I'm not sure. Second what. best, third, so, second somewhere best. in that range. But the bottom line is that he ran better. Uh, a guy who's like you said, he's a dark horse. Kind of jumping at you. It's no different than fucking James Robinson here. Um, this is the guy who the combine is made for. Right. Yeah, but not only that, but I mean, if you if you want, we drafted Dynasty last year. Was last year when we took uh, Butler and we were looking at our second white side. Goofy guys like that. Late round, late round rookie studs. Take take a chance, folks. How how about another big? Bodied guy, 6'3", 207, so he's not as wide, but he's tall as fuck. This is Denzel Mims, who really impressed. Denzel Mims at 6'3", so you know that the taller the guy is, the slower he is. At 6'3", ran a 4'3", 840. That's fast as He was that's, burning. That's Mike Evans' speeds. Like, that's Mike Evans' numbers, right? 38.5-inch vertical jump, which is high as shit. 131-inch broad jump. Not only is he fast as fuck and tall, but he's explosive as shit. The best three-cone speed at 6-6-6. Denzel Mims, who his tape was a little bit iffy. He missed some time. He didn't do what you needed to see him do in his last season in college. But these athleticism numbers in this combine... I've seen Denzel Mims jump from like the wide receiver 15 to the wide receiver 6 or 7 on lists after this combine. He did some goddamn work. The 40 doesn't translate very well. That's what we talked about earlier. The 40 does not translate very well, but you know what does? That three-cone drill, the broad jump, and the vert are important numbers for wide receivers. They create benchmarks. I agree with you. You got any fallers? Anybody that fucked up? Zach Moss. He ran slow, but I expected him to run slow. In my in my numbers, slower than what you expected is the in, problem. In the no 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 no. 
Every so I rank these guys on a bunch of after the film on a bunch of athleticism numbers one to ten. Mm-hmm. And on Zach Moss, I got every one of those numbers right. So his total score didn't move, whereas a lot of guys moved up. They were faster, they were quicker, they moved down because they were weaker, whatever it was. Zach Moss was exactly what I thought he'd be. Like out of ten, he was a seven, which is not great in speed. He ran his four six and one did whatever it is. His his, uh, the thing about him that's special is that he runs a lot bigger than he is. He produces more yards than he should running the kind of size he runs like, and it doesn't need to be speed. He's not a guy that's going to go for 30, 40 yard touchdowns. He's going to get, he's the kind of guy that's going to average 4.8 yards a carry. Again, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying, generally, generally speaking, he he. It was not a it was not it was, a great it wasn't a great showing. Um, the other guy from for me at least was was Jacob Eason. Um, and I, I said before, I, I kind of that fell. Yeah. Um, it, not that he was ever going to overcome Herbert because Herbert not only was Herbert really good, but he showed up big time and, and put up more athletic numbers where the NFL is going. Um, but what surprised me more than anything is that his how bad his three cone drill was. Yeah, some of the worst since 1999. Hmm. Um, Hurts agility, right? That's the goofy thing is that we talk, I talk about it all the time in the in the NFL. Your best again, and Easton is a pocket passer. They've got to have good footwork. They've got to have good anticipation. They've got to be willing to step in the pocket. He does those things. Except if he doesn't have the agility or the the, the wherewithal to understand the the footwork to step up, I have a concern on his actual ability to complete these passes. Okay. Fair enough. I thought I thought Jake Fromm looked pretty bad on, in the on-field drills. Come, it followed Eason, and Eason looked pretty good on the on-field drills the, to me. But the Fromm difference though is struggled. Okay, I you're right. In pure athleticism, Fromm did struggle. In in, in I I told you earlier. He, no, he, I don't mean in the athletics. I don't mean in the measurements. I just mean in the on-field drills. He didn't look yeah. very. You mean in, great. in throwing the ball? Yes. Um. Fair enough. I I think Fromm's um. What separates him from Easton, and again, he's below Easton of mine, is is his is his leadership, his intangibles. Fair, yeah, I do think he's a great man. I, I think he's a great man. Good Christian, good Christian, which you, we know you like. That's important to me. Fallers to be, I th- obviously, Lavisca Chanel struggled. For, the forty was one of the first things they did. The four six on his first attempt, he hurt himself. Six to eight week recovery. I said that already. Didn't get even get a chance to try to run that again, which I think he should, he probably should have run more like a four, five, four, five, two, somewhere in there, which isn't super fast, but at six, two, not too bad. And then, uh, every single year, every year, every fucking year in that, uh, gauntlet drill where the wide receivers run the length, the 50 yard length of the field, they try to stay on a yard line, go back and forth catching the ball. Every fucking year, somebody gets hit in the face. <laughs> this year, it was Michael Wilcox. <laughs> Look it up. Google it. Michael it Wilcox good? gauntlet. The first pass, once he starts running, drilled him in the temple. He tried. He, God love him. He tried to recover and catch some passes. But his bell was Brilliant. done wrong. Man, fuck, it's great to look at. I like to watch people fuck up. These are fail videos. The newest of the generations love a good fail video. Michael Wilcox gauntlet drill is 
one of those. Wiz, I included a link for you on our show notes if you want to take a look at it. But uh, that's it. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about our Tier 2, about the Combine, about anything leading into free agency? Because our next show will be post-free agency, sir. We got a shot to take? Let's take it before the show ends. I got to take a pee. Yours looks green. Oh, God, this be bad. I'm so drunk already. I'm a fuck Well, you might go for 25 minutes. 25? 25, what do you think? Jesus. Went out the nose again. Yeah, you did a bad job on that one. One out of my three jackets and shots went smoothly today. Fuck. Look. TCKpod.com is where you're going to find my written shit because I don't put it on my own website. Why? Diversification, bitches. Otherwise, um, uh, we'll be back in two weeks. We're going to hit you with the post-free agency fucking melodrama that... Maybe it's just a drama. That is the NFL. Lots of stuff likely to talk about then. Go check that out. We will at some point very soon be moving this podcast off of Podbean onto Anchor.fm. I'll tell you more. I'm going to go ahead and tell you to fuck off so I can pee. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Now pull up your pants, subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find more from these limp dick butt pirates at www.yourfootballfantasy.weebly.com.